welcome to 15K Plus Random Movie Reviews, where we take random movies from Metacritic's 15K Plus Movies to randomly watch whether we like it or not. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of 15K Plus Random Movie Reviews. This is Colin. And this is Niall. And this is random movie number 13,369 in Metacritic's all-time movie list. It's called The Sisters from 2005 slash 6. I keep on getting the different dates from different websites, so that's annoying me before I even started to watch the movie. Uh, it's got a meta score of 40 and a user score of 5.5. It runs for 113 years. And... <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, all right, so the director of it is Arthur Allen Seidelman. He uh, directed Hercules in New York from 1970. Which was actually a terrible movie, but substantially better than this one. Yeah, and Arnie's, Arnie's uh, first movie. So it's a, it's a... Well, not his first mo speaking movie, though. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the best part of that movie. Uh, can we review that instead? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it comes up at some point. Yeah. He was... <laughs> He was uh, titled Arnold Strong in the credits. <laughs> so Accurate, I suppose. And so I went down a rabbit hole because this is great because we just go down these different avenues when we research. And so I watched a trailer for uh, where they use his original voice and then they actually released it with his dubbed, uh, voice dubbed over him. And so it's just interesting to see what, here, who, what sort of voice they dubbed him over with. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's not the most masculine of voices, to be honest, uh, compared to Arnold's um, very strong Austrian or macho, and then, you know, somebody who's basically a geek, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Mr. Seidelman is a TV movie factory, and yeah. Um, he, uh, yeah, he really hasn't done a lot um, of... Stuff it's in the mainstream. very much like a TV movie. I know it isn't. Yeah, uh, it is. But it certainly yeah, is. It feels it's, it's got the same sort of quality to it. Yeah, big time. It shouldn't really even be a TV movie either, but we'll get into that uh, as we go along. I just want to say that some people might find it interesting to listen to this, that he directed five episodes of Murder, she wrote. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> um... uh, which... Reminded me, there's a couple of flashbacks during this movie, and it reminded me of a Murder, She Wrote flashback. It's all, he puts a bit of, uh, like, Vaseline on the lens and just calls it a flashback. Yeah, yeah, that's high-quality production right there. Yeah, let's get to that later on, the production values. Uh, I do want to mention that this, anytime you look at the um, the blurb for this, it's inspired by Anton Chekhov's Tricestri which is my Russian accent, but the three sisters. And uh, guess what I did over the weekend? You read it. I read it. You crazy gonna, In Russian. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, in Russian. <laughs> da, 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 da. Um, an original copy from 1901. Yeah, I dusted it off the top bookshelf at um, the, old, the old bookshop in the middle of town. And uh, No, I, was going, I wasn't going to read it if it was like 5,000 pages long. It was like 90 pages long. So I was like, all right, I'm going to crack this one out over. Yeah, well, he, he was a screen, uh, not a screen player, not a screenwriter, a playwright. Um, yeah. yeah. So we're all going to be short. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's 
I liked it better than the movie that we are about to review. I thought it was a bit more, uh, I don't know, there's a bit more substance to the to the soliloquies they they pontificated about during the the play you know and that's the that's the big downside of this this shouldn't be a movie it's a play because there's so many so much dialogue that just sort of doesn't doesn't work the dialogue no it seems injected and it, it doesn't fit the story um it's it's unbelievable the characters coming out with what they're saying it's just not how people talk ever no i was um but you'll you'll find that uh they actually use the same characters names the sisters names are the same the uh the brother's name is the same uh weirdly they changed natasha's name the hated the sister-in-law to nancy i don't know why they would do that but uh <laughs> I enjoyed reading Chekhov's uh, play. There's a couple of quotes I want to read you from them because they didn't make it into the movie, sadly. Uh, I quote, And how I wish I could prove to you that there is no happiness for us. There shouldn't be and there won't be. We should only work and work. And as for happiness, that is the lot of our far-off descendants. Yeah, that's pleasant. That's 1901 in Russia for you. Here's another one for you to just make you happy and to think about life in general. They only eat, drink, sleep, then die. Others are born and also eat, drink, sleep. And so as not to be stupefied by boredom, they enrich their lives with nasty gossip, vodka, cards, petty disputes, and the wives deceive their husbands. The husbands lie, making it look like as if they see nothing, hear nothing, and this overwhelming, overwhelming banality weighs on the children. And the divine spark goes out in them, and they turn into the same pitiful, indistinguishable corpses as their fathers and mothers. Wow. Yeah, so it's good light reading. Cheerful chap. Uh, I'll check up. Yeah. He, he sounded like a, a top bloke. Like, um, the money he made, like, he didn't make, he was a doctor, primarily. Uh, but he didn't get any money for doing it. He did. He he worked for free, and all the money he earned was via um, his 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 plays. Yeah, and um, yeah, he's got four major plays that uh, make up his famed work, and they all deal with nostalgia and, and meaning, and none of that comes comes forward in in this movie. Uh, he um, died of tuberculosis, I believe, eighteen sixty yep. to nineteen o four. So. Fair play to him. He, uh, he did well. Anyway, back to the movie. They, I don't know why, but like, there's a bunch of small festivals that gave some nominations for this movie. I don't know why. And then Trebica, which is probably a well-known film festival, as as, as I... Um, it is, yeah. Yeah. Nomin- nominee for Best Narrative Feature, whatever the hell that means. I don't know what that means. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering, is it just because of the um, the playwright's name stuck on the front of the cover? Just yeah, to, probably. Uh... Yeah, I looked up the guy that did the screenplay for this, but he basically just did the movies that uh, Seidelman <laughs> did. Six Dance Lessons in Six Weeks, that movie from 2014. Yeah. I watched oh, a trailer for it. Yeah, I watched a trailer for it. It was diabolically bad. Anyway, um, so the plot in the nutshell for this: three sisters uh, and a brother, and a brother. Um, sort of. There is no plot. <laughs> yeah, it's garbage. Like, like, like the, it's all set in what ninety percent of it's in the faculty room. Yeah, which kind of annoys me because 
what the f are they all doing in the faculty room some of them don't even work there get out well they, well, they mention it in the blurb it's their dad's townhouse but that doesn't make any sense because they mention it it's the staff room so it's like it's the staff room of a, of, of a college or a university um yeah, yeah. they talk a lot about uh, their dad's house and wanting to move back in it but the blurb is wrong um they don't show the townhouse the, well that's not true the flashbacks briefly show a glimpse of the townhouse but yeah so yeah. it's it's boring from the start it's it basically starts off with they're setting up a surprise birthday for irene the youngest sister and they do this every year so it's just why bother doing it because she knows it's a surprise and you know that's it and like they're just waffling on to each other just waxing lyrical and trying to sound intellectual and blah yeah, blah blah they all try to score points off each other by correcting each other's grammar <laughs> Fun. because they're intellectual that's what intellectuals do uh, apparently um, yeah i hated olga the oldest sister basically oh, she just Christ. she would yeah. just she would like there was a section of the movie where they're in a bloody supermarket buying paper plates and she comes out with this one liner about life and blah 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 it's like this isn't this is stupid. Oh, supermarket conversation get out of this store we're closing <laughs> in fact we're closing the store now forever that's just it we're done yeah <laughs> yeah somebody somebody waxed lyrical in aisle seven let's click clear up shop let's go <laughs> um for some reason his the dad who's dead and he comes up as a device throughout the movie a very bad device and weirdly just evolves into some abusive thing harking on back to our last episode yeah yeah um but vincent his old ta comes in and goes oh i remember all of you as young girls um i just, I was just a creepy jerk i was just popping in just to say hello and they're all going oh, oh. With you. Yeah. it's really creepy and Everything it's just, about him is creepy. He's wooden as well. He's just oh, so... He's too, well, come on. Who isn't in this movie? Wooden. Like, everything's two-dimensional. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure the actors in real life are cardboard cutouts of themselves. Yeah, so it's, then like he comes in and um, Marsha, played by Maria Bello, who's one of the most horrible characters in cinema history. Uh, <laughs> and... And I've yeah. seen Schindler's List. <laughs> She's worse. Yeah. Um, the Nazis would have been running from her. Yeah. Uh, she introduces everybody in the room, and I'm like, going, what the hell? What? 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 Who's? 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 What? Sorry. Yeah. Like, he's the professor of what? And what's his name? And who's that? It just goes around the room, and like, sorry, I don't know anybody. You just went through everybody, and I just couldn't pick up anybody. Well, the problem is, you know, in an ordinary movie, it, it might work, but I just didn't feel like caring. Yeah, this was like in the fifth minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Straight away, I was like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no, you've lost me after 30 seconds. And so, like, they really try to get Eric McCormick's character, Gary, to be this sarcastic dialogue, um, you know, wedge into the dialogue where he just, somebody says something boringly philosophical and he says tries to say something sarcastic and funny, but it just turns out to be cheesy crap as well. Yeah, and I kind of rate him better than this, the role he plays in this. Not that I love him as an actor at all, but it's just, he's got nothing to work with. The dialogue is just 
what, what, it, it doesn't work. <laughs> you Don't know, blame he, he one thing, and that's been a Sarki Fecker, and there's no other dimension to him, not really. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it just came across as drab and lifeless, the dialogue. And, like, they tried to make it work. I could see them. I could see the cogs behind their lifeless eyes working to try to <laughs> make it work, you know. But they it just try. didn't. But Rip, then I... Ripcorn, in his defense, tried a lot. Um, but, again, he had nothing to work with. Well, here's the thing about Riptorn. Riptorn, like, I was, like, near the end of the movie, I, I was, like, is he trying to do an accent? <laughs> yeah, I got that as well. It kept coming in and out, didn't it? Like, okay, he's Russian, or he's southern. Like, is it from one of the southern states in America? I just, I was like, I couldn't be, I couldn't be bothered then working at it. It was just weird. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Oh yeah. So then, so we're at the start of this this surprise birthday party. And Nancy, the the hated sister-in-law, Andrew's fiance, comes in, and for some reason, Marsha just jumps on her and starts trying to retell her life story very badly and, and yeah, annoyingly to the to the creepo Vincent chap uh, for some reason because he needs a backstory of everybody. It, yeah, and it's 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 exposition. That's that's what it is, but it's exposition that doesn't fit and isn't needed that like, vincent doesn't care <laughs> my thing was vincent just kept showing up to life things like, like <laughs> he's, he, he stayed for the he stayed for the party fine okay right fine that was weird from staying for so long because he wanted to say hello to the daughters of his dead workmate yeah and that, then that's he's... hello bye-bye thing and he sticks around in the hospital later at the event that we'll get to. And it's like, go home! Go home, Vincent. You're drunk. Uh. <laughs> yeah, he probably was, actually. Um, yeah, so that sets up Marsha and Nancy hating each other. And then, yeah, like, their three sisters hate all hate her. Like, it's ridiculous. Uh, the only reason I can see that they hate her is that she's not as educated as them. Yeah, she's got that, what, New Jersey accent? Yeah, yeah, okay, it can be a bit grindy, I suppose, but that's not a reason to hate a person. No, what it made me do was hate them. Yeah, true. Like they just weren't likable. I was with, I was with Nancy on this one. Yeah, I was okay. like, I mean, Nancy. Well, I won't go into it now, but I was, I was team Nancy all the way. Not that I like her character all that much either, but you know, of all the people in it, she was kind of my least hated. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I. Personally, like the window pane. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get into that character later, but he he was awesome. Yeah, yeah. he was great. <laughs> Came out of nowhere, left field. Yeah, you don't, nobody sees the window pane coming. From no. the, position. <laughs> the great, yeah, the great thing about the whole Marsha and Nancy sort of tit for tat storytelling of their life is that Nancy actually just booms Marsha with a horrible retelling of how she met her husband Harry, and she gets the one up big time and then she does it at the end too so it's great yep um irene pops in oh it's my birthday great uh let me blow out the candles and i'll make a speech oh dad used to say blah 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 and then we find out yeah she doesn't remember dad sisters just told her what dad said and it was all lies basically we just they just protected her from dad so um that was a bit of a yeah uh so like then we see these sort of weird camera angles of when 
Irene goes up to David, played by uh, Robin himself, Chris O'Donnell, uh, <laughs> who's another wooden actor in this. Uh, he, they just full-on kiss Irene and David for some reason uh, in this one, and then you see this smoldering, hateful look from Gary, like a TV oh, movie angle. How dare you score with that chick that I fancy? Yeah. So then Andrew, Nancy's Nancy's wife, Nancy's fiance, goes over. Or Andrew, yeah, Andrew goes over to Marsh and just like has another fight with them. It's drama with a capital D and exclamation point, and everybody's angry with each other. It's, it's full on. And then for some reason, Irene plays the piano. Again, I think this is more of the pretentiousness just bubbling up. You know, I think I think she's playing some like Beethoven or something, and why yeah it doesn't fit it doesn't make any sense why would you do that then yeah and here's one after after the piano interlude finishes for some reason it's just some sort of tool he said oh i must break these uh scenes up a bit just like in a play like Chekhov would have wanted this to for me to do this no no Chekhov would not have wanted you to go anywhere near this <laughs> yeah he's rolling in his gulag as we speak <laughs> um yeah, so it, it kind of fast forwards five minutes and Vincent is cleaning up, so he's still sticking around. It's like, go home, get the hell out of there. But I think he wants a bit of Marsh at this point. He's oh, he like, does, it's so obvious. Uh, they have a massive conversation. He just have a long conversation, and I don't know what they say to each other because it's just not interesting. But he must have 20 years on her if he was working with her dad, so... Yeah. He, just no. Go he home, <laughs> He doesn't even look like he's older, much older. You know? He doesn't. No, not really. In the middle of all this discussion dialogue, there's a murder she wrote flashback to Marsha walking down the stairs and her, his dad, her dad, at the top of the stairs calling out to her and she just, she just turns around slowly. I'm like, like I wrote down, what? Stairs? Yeah. It, it... We can... Yeah, we find it out later. Reveal anything? Um, it doesn't even lead. Doesn't really leave any questions because it, there's nothing to it. There's just a, two people on stairs. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Yeah, it's a really, really vague uh, flashback exposition, and it doesn't really do anything to the storyline. This is around the thirty-minute mark, dear listeners. So you know, we're just we're flying through this. Um, uh. Yeah, so we see then Irene went home and David stalked her. He's standing outside her bloody yeah. apartment block like a, I don't know like what. A yeah, like a stalker. There's no other words about it. And for some reason then, uh, Irene collapses. She's a freaking crystal meth addict. Yeah, where the hell did that come out of? And, like she doesn't get the time to get whacked out on meth. Um, and here's the thing. They call it crystal meth and then they call it something else. I can't remember. Speed. Speed. Mm, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I was going to mention that later in the in the thing because I, I laughed out loud at that moment because of the way it was delivered by uh, Eric McCormick. He's like he said, and they they're asking him what what was it or something. Crystal meth. Speed. <laughs> no. I was like, yeah. None, none of the drug like clearly. What's his face? Um, oh. The director, chap, uh, author, uh, knows nothing about drug use, but he writes it in anyway. Yeah, I was like, I don't, I'm not up to my with my drug vocabulary, but speed isn't crystal meth, right? No, but but and the effects of it aren't right either. And I haven't taken either, but 
I know enough to know what happens uh, isn't what's going on there. Don't you smoke crystal meth? Because they said she had track marks in her arms. Yeah, and 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 oh, none of it fits. It's just. Well, it's... I've seen I've seen pictures of crystal meth addicts. She didn't look like one. She looked like a model. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She didn't look like she was seventy-five years old, hobo li living on the streets. Anyway, so uh, she collapses, and they all they all end up going to the hospital. I don't know why. Like she's conscious, and, and she's comes Vincent. Vincent's there. Because they they actually um, kissed outside the she Marsha fell in temptation and, and, and Nancy Nancy cops it Nancy spies when I'm like oh, go on good on you Nancy well done you've got one on her now um, so yeah Vincent ends up going to the hospital too so everybody ends up going even though they'd all left they all go oh, okay let's all go to the hospital and wait around doing nothing because we can't even see her but um, they do go in and. Um, and they're in the hospital, and uh, Vincent tags along, of course. Yeah, I mentioned with the crystal net speed, there's like a uh, there's a facial reaction that I'm going to have to screen cap as well. That was terrible. <laughs> and then um, the two sisters go into the to go into bedside, and uh, of course Olga waxes philosophical lines, throws the matter, and good old Irene says, "Are you seriously doing that right now?" So she called her out on us, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just get like uh, the hospital scene drags on yeah. ten minutes too long. I think like it's every ten minutes scene. total. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, like every scene. Yeah, yeah. Like there's, there's no there's no substance to it. Um, the mall being there, city. Like Rip Torn's character turning up. Yeah, what's he doing there? He's drunk as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't get that. Um. Uh, they had they the sisters end up having a fight when they were well that's every scene well yeah but like um they irene doesn't like being babied they've babied her all her life and that was her problem jerry and david get into a fight because um jerry uh loves irene basically and wants to be with her and so jerry and david just basically yeah he didn't like to do that there was that kind of accusations of you're a bit of a stalker aren't you uh yeah and so Gary defends out there because he is. Yeah, because he tried to reword it as well. He said, "Oh, I, I, I um, escorted her home." Uh -huh. Well done, and so Gary saying, "Meters behind." In yeah, the bush. yeah. I was like, "Well, yeah, a good, good spot there." Um, yeah. So then Andrew and Nancy go in to Irene, and Irene's just there. Let's all go to Charleston. I want to go to Charleston. I want to recover from my crystal meth addiction in Charleston, in the house I don't remember. Yeah, so they're going. Yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever. Great idea. But, but you can see Nancy's face in the background. I kind of like that. She was like going, "What the hell is she talking about?" <laughs> Which I agree with. Yeah. So um, then we have a big exposition. Marsha and Olga have a fight with each other out in the bloody corridors. So there's fight upon fight upon fight, and then there's no reason for this fight. Not really. Ah, yeah. it's, just, it's just more exposition. With yeah. no point to it, other than no logic. By the way, I was molested, and you're a lesbian. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to laugh at that, but that's I'm laughing at the script. No, but yeah, that, that's the point. Like it's, it's, it's ridiculous. This, that's not the conversation you'd have in the hospital. But it was like Why trying to one up each other. It was like, 
yeah, but that doesn't make sense in in, in that no. point in time. No, they have no trust. Basically, that's what the yeah. the end of the conversation is. We've no no trust in each other. I love that. Then they all went home and hands and arms and arms with each other. And I love there's like a scene from Nosferatu. These fingers come come around the door, and it's Gary sneaking back into Irene's room. <laughs> yeah, I I was a bit worried. And what's he say? He just sits in the back and goes, "I love you." Yeah, he's like Nosferatu. I, I couldn't believe they were doing such a stupid thing with the fingers just wrapping slowly around the 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 war yeah, the I, I door. This was going to be something more insidious, you know. It's, it it it's it's classic horror, Hammer House of Horror style thing. Yeah. And uh, no, he just comes in and says, "I love you," and then scene's over. But yeah, why? <laughs> So oh. we're we're in the we're, we're in the um, sixty minute mark now, and we are treated to a slow mo montage of a lot of life events. It's amazing to see Gary getting really angry and throwing a chess set away in slow motion. And then we see uh, Andrew and Nancy's wedding, where we see Vincent again turning up to another life event. Yep, in the background, even though. The woman he's seeing and her husband are there. I'm pretty sure he knows about it. So why? What? What? Yeah. And then we've got like this stupid, unnecessary slow-mo honeymoon scene, for want of a better word. It's just like, yeah, we get it. They're they're married in their honeymoon. There's really no need to show much more there's, about there's the a, process. There's a, there's a bit of a sex scene as well. And, and the first thing that pops into my head is Team America. Never saw it. Well, it's just they have... In Team America, it's just this awkward puppets having sex thing. Yeah. And that's what this feels like to me. It's just weird, awkward, why is this happening thing? Uh, yeah, it's it, it ain't sexy. Uh, yeah, my favorite part of the slow-mo montage of everybody's life events was Gary getting angry at the piano and it making a funny piano thunk sound. That was That was funny. I like that one. Um, what happened? Yeah, we flash forward then, and it's um, it's, we're getting into the uh, to the last scene. Oh, we're, back, we're back in the faculty lounge. We've spent a couple of minutes outside it, which must have freaked out the the budget or something. I don't know because we're back to the lounge. Yeah, um, I love the way I love the way um, the green tree turns to autumn tree. Oh yeah, that's that's some cinematography right there. Like that was like. Yeah, Orson. Time out the window. Orson Wells, eat your heart out. <laughs> um, so yeah, we go back around to the start, and Rip Turn is reading headlines out of a newspaper. He did this in the first few minutes of the um, first yeah, scene of the movie. Yeah, to himself as he hears about horrific stories of people getting mugged and stabbed and stuff. Um, yeah, and Gary goes nuts. He's like, "Shut the hell up!" Here, have a book in the face. Whack, whack. He threw the book at him. <laughs> hey. So uh, we find out then that Marsha and Vincent got together. It was like six months or something they were together. Yeah. And um, not for much longer. No, he uh, couldn't do it, man. He, he has to go back to the wifey because he doesn't want to lose his children. And this scene drags on forever. Oh, it, yeah. Especially after he, told, he said goodbye to the two sisters. And he's just standing in the background and it's like, then you walk me out, get a taxi, baby. No, 
F off, Vincent. Yeah. It's constant. It was 15 minute drawn out bye bye scene. In the meantime, this is what I mentioned earlier Irene and Olga go out to get party supplies, and he's, um, she, Irene is questioning her partnership with David in such a philosophical, arrogant, stupid manner. It's just everything that is wrong in the movie is this scene right there. Oh, yeah. Underwhelming scenario, underwhelming dialogue, and pretentious, bloated words. Crap. Um, what else? Vincent left. I don't Vincent care. Uh, Marshall's in bits. Uh, oh, no. I, I picked up one quote from him when he was leaving that was absolute garbage. He basically, <laughs> he treat, he's basically, he describes the three sisters as close and mutually supportive. That's exactly what you would say in that scenario. That's exactly what he said. And I, I said, did you, did you listen and talk, listen to their arguments over the last six months? You pretentious <laughs> douche nozzle. Yeah, it wasn't. I wish, I wish my kids could grow up to be as mutually supportive as your sisters. No, no, you don't wish that on your kids yet. Get. That's and, a horrible uh, thing to wish on anybody. And everyone's crying. That all the sisters are crying at her at this departing, and uh, Marsh is like. All right, get lost. But then she breaks because she's the feminine, frail character, and she has to bow to the masculine love interest. So she runs after him stupidly. And then his parting words are creepily, "Goodbye, my girl." Yeah, that's just not nice. What was funny though was her mascara just went down her face in a millisecond. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny. And then she just says, I'm all right, and then walks back in. That's over. Yeah, then I just have something. I just said, Olga has some other quotes. She says something, and Marsha just turns on her and says, shut the hell up again. Stop. You're, you're, you're an English professor with all this barrage of philosophical things. It's yeah. like, yeah, everybody, everybody's at us. Look in the mirror, love. She says something in a very poncy way, but it's, you know, you'll, get, you'll be grand, shut up, is basically what she says. Yeah. Um, right, we're we're around the bloody ninety minute mark here. Like, like I was looking at the the timer, and it's like Jesus Christ! I have twenty more minutes of this at ninety minutes. <laughs> a Andrew arrives, and uh, he's sold a house. <laughs> Good on him, I say. Yeah, have some money. Shut up. Yeah. Okay, kind of a bit of a dick move. Uh, you know, sell the house. Don't consult anybody. But let's remember that's the house where one of the sisters was molested by the father. Why would you want that house? Yeah, she, everybody talked about it, but nobody ever went to it. Yeah, it, it's, it should be a house of horrors to them, not, not something that brings fond memories. Irene didn't even go there. She doesn't, she's got no memories for it, and she's the one going, I want to go there and live there and work from there. It, it, so that bit no, makes no sense. They should have been delighted getting loads of money. Yeah, 175 bones each. Giddy up. Yeah. Um, but then uh, the dialogue then even just was so stupid here. Andrew even says, because they're all arguing with him, he goes, I'm a grown man now. <laughs> <laughs> it is pathetic. Um, anyway, Marsha and Nancy go full circle and have their last beat down, and Nancy just wipes the floor with them all. Yep. Uh, basically, 
no interest in being part of this family. I tried for my husband, but you're all horrible people. I'm out of here. Bye, jerks. Sorry. See you later. Yeah, that's it. And then Andrew slowly follows her, and she's like going, why did you wait so long, you absolute yeah. idiot? No, she, she's bang on there. Um, the, it's the worst family ever, and when bad things happen to them, it makes me happy. <laughs> Which is the last scene of the movie, and it's great. Uh, Gary comes back in, and he has a big breakdown because he loves Irene, and he hates, uh, um, what's his name, David. And so... <laughs> tells him, maybe you should leave now, because you're acting... After up. he invites him in, though, after he yeah. comes in and goes, here, have a, have a drink. Oh, He's going, okay, I think I will. Uh, and then, then he kicks him out, but then... Go ahead, you can you can describe the scene. Oh, this is this is, this is the only scene that made me happy. And I laughed for the wrong reasons. I'm pretty sure the director didn't want to elicit a chuckle. But uh, Gary goes back into his office, starts sign, filling up papers or doing some professor stuff, you know, because intellectual. Uh, <laughs> but he gets really angry again and just kicks the door open, comes running out, um, grabs Irene's fiancé and jumps out the window with him. Yeah. Out of nowhere. For no reason. Other than F you, mother effort. <laughs> <laughs> but he's outside mm. and he's on top of him and he's not moving. And he's like, ooh, whoopsie. And Oops. he kind of banders off. Yeah, he runs away. We don't see him again for the next five minutes left of the um, of the movie. So, um, yeah, he... Um, yeah, then they try to... <laughs> I loved it. That was funny in itself. But then I loved it even more because they somehow took a couple of shots of them reacting to oh, it. The beautiful. three sisters. It's amazing. And I'm going to clip it and have it and I'll post it on our Facebook page because it's so funny. It's ridiculous. Uh, of course, they stop Irene from going out. No, don't go out. Don't go out. He has a cut on his forehead. <laughs> Slight concussion cut on his forehead. Uh, I, I did. I did steal a quote from near the end. Oh yes. So she does go out eventually. The paramedics yeah. are there. They've loaded them, load them up into the, or loading him up into the ambulance. Yeah. And uh, she starts talking to her fiance, and the paramedic says, "Ah no, don't bother talking to him. He, he's got a serious concussion, ma'am. He can't hear you." Weird thing for a paramedic to say, anyway. But then she goes, "Yes, he can. He's my husband." Uh, okay. <laughs> Stop being, you know, don't tell a paramedic how to do his job. <laughs> F off. I'm, I'm a liberal arts student. He can hear me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Forgot about that. And uh, the two sisters that are left, Olga and Marsha, hold hands together and it fades to black. Yeah. With a, with a flashback to the three sisters when they were younger and everything oh, yeah. all right and this is fine. Oh, yeah, no, that, that flashback told a lot because they were protecting Irene in the flashback yeah, from yeah. the... So Daddy Daddy says, bring her here. And they're like, no, she's no. safe with us. Yeah. And then, obviously, the post credit scene, you saw that, right? It's a post credit scene. I turned this thing off as soon as I could. Yeah, yeah, no, um, David gets out, of, leaps off the stretcher and shoots Gary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I would love to see that. Like, die hard. <laughs> Uh, and he, he puts on his Robin suit. <laughs> hey, Val you're not supposed to hear. You're the wrong Batman. <laughs> I'm giving... that would be amazing. <laughs> I, I, I thought of it the second I saw it. It's like, okay, 
just like the end of Die Hard when they're yeah, when yeah. the guy the guy leaps up. That could be amazing if David did that. Yippee ki yay out the window. Yeah. Um, I gave the plot zero point two five out of five. Uh, I, I I gave it zero point five because there was a couple of words I didn't understand. Right, and just so you know, um, Chekhov's thing is better, and if people want to read that, they probably should do that instead of watching this one. Um, same sort of model, and no, actually, no, it's not. It's better. It's 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 a lot better than. It's also set in in nineteen oh one, Russia. So yeah, this this. This shouldn't have been Hollywoodized, and it shouldn't have been a movie. No, no. Acting. Um, let's just run through Elizabeth Banks. Recently, I saw Cocaine Bear. She produced and directed. That was bad as well. Did you ever see it? I really want to see that. Um, I have not seen it. Um, it's not as bad as this. It's funny in in times, but it's well, what's it's... not the like? It's a bear with cocaine. Not the <laughs> yeah. Not speed. Speed. <laughs> um. No, it's uh, it, it could have been a lot better. I think it's just it's it's the script. You're gonna go a plane, no, no. It's um, it just it's just, it's just it doesn't hit the mark. Okay, snakes in a plane, sharks in a plane. Sharks in a plane. I'm sure that actually exists. Actually, I was looking at. Wasn't gonna make it. Yeah, Red Letter Media YouTube channel um, put out a video yesterday, and they were going through. Basically, there's a theme nowadays that D movies and horrible movies will just use words in their title to get people to watch them so a lot of hot horror movies will have conjuring in the, in the title now and mm. shark in the title i didn't see sharks on a plane though not yet we're I like saw one of one of the examples was shark shark ouija board <laughs> <laughs> i'd watch the shit out of that <laughs> yeah anyway um so, yeah. yeah. Um, Maria Bello plays Marsha. She's in Kyoto Ugly and History of Evidence. Um, mm -hmm. She was bad in this movie. So um, Erica Christensen plays Irene. She was in Flight Plan. She's played one of the flight attendants in Flight Plan, the Jodie Foster strange movie, which I thought was okay. Uh, Eric McCormick, Will and Grace, obviously. Chris O'Donnell, Batman. But he's obviously in a lot of 90s uh, movies, Circle of Friends and Fried Green Tomatoes. Alessandro Nivola played Andrew. He's, uh, he, I think he has one of the best names for a character in a movie. In Face Off, he played Pollux Troy. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he was a, the main bad guy bro uh, in that. Yeah. Um, yep. yeah, I liked him in that. I, I don't like him in this. No, 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 I don't like anybody in this. Rip Turn, Rip Torn. Why do I keep on saying Turn? Not a bird. Uh, Rip Torn. Uh, yeah, any good movies? Well, Thirty Rock, Larry Sanders Show, Men in Black, mm. Dodgeball. That's oh, you. Dodgeball. That's that's yeah. a pinnacle in my opinion. Yeah, Mary Stuart Masterson. She was also in Fried Green Tomatoes, and she's yeah. going to be appearing in the upcoming Five Nights of Freddy's uh, video game. That could be terrible adaptation. Yeah, who knows? Probably will be. And Vincent Tony Goldwyn. He's going to be in Oppenheimer. Get out of town. Yeah. He was terrible in this, and he hasn't really done a lot of good movies since, but um, I gave the acting one out of five. I, I was a bit more cruel, a 0 0.5 for me. <laughs> oh, Jesus, there's something wrong with the movie if you're below me. <laughs> it was just broken. <laughs> All right, sound, 
So Sand. I was going to say, in their yeah. defense, they had very little to work with, but they didn't elevate it. No, no. I don't know if anybody could. Mm. Uh, Sound brackets track. The music was terrible. Thomas yeah. Morse. Thomas Morse. He puts in... All right, here's... I have a problem with Thomas Morse, and he's going to hear about it now. So... <laughs> He puts in his CV that he composed or orchestrated the score of The Amazing Race, and it's one of my favorite reality TV shows. But if you Google it, he didn't. He, I think he composed the stings of music during a couple of episodes in a certain season or certain years or whatever uh, during the episodes. I don't think he did The Amazing um main amazing race theme but it's very hard to find out but like another guy's name pops up for it but he has it front and center in his cv so it's very um very um whatever you know well i'm guessing his his, his actual cv is cat you know it's rubbish um i can't it's, imagine you know if he's even got the right two notes for it he'll stick I, it down there just to he like scored he scored this one, and it's either Orson Welles or Marlon Brando. Their last film, he scored the music for. That's his claim of fame, too. He puts that in the CV, front and center, too. But this movie sucks. I gave it 0. 0.5 out of 5. I don't know why I gave 0. 0.5. I, I gave it 0. 0.5 out of 5 as well, because it has things like Beethoven, Brahms, and Robert Schumann. Because um, I... I do like a bit of those. It can be used well in movies. They're not used well in this. No. You can um, listen to the Sisters soundtrack on Spotify. It's there. Please Major go jokes. and listen. Yeah. Um, in production, I didn't write anything in my notes because I just have a general <laughs> vibe of it's terrible. I hated the production. I hated the flashbacks. I hated the, the one scene. It shouldn't be a movie. I hated the choices they made with the angles, the camera angles and the, the staging of people in the, in the movie. I didn't like any of it. I enjoyed the terribleness of the murder. She wrote flashbacks where, as I said, he just wipes Vaseline over the camera lens and everything. Looks which, is, which is the best part of the, you know, the cinematography, but there just, there's nothing in it. Like, as you say, it, it's, it's lazy cinematography. They're not yeah. trying anything. They don't do anything interesting with the camera angles. No. I didn't look up the cinematographer's name because I didn't want to waste my you energy didn't on it. Credit. No, it's probably not credit. It's probably like the actors happy, did it. Happy not to be listed under it. Yeah. Uh, 0 0.5 out of 5 production. Same as. All right. Um, some website called Reader or something or a magazine. I don't know what it is. J.R. Jones said he gave a 20 out of 100. He said, the result is an insufferable academic cocktail party of declamatory speeches coaxed to life in its middle stretch by the incredible Maria Bello, who wades in like a paramedic at a disaster scene. So he's actually giving credit to Maria Bello. I don't think that's warranted. No, it's not warranted. It's not, it's not enough. Uh, anybody in this. Mick LaSalle at the San Francisco Chronicle gave it 75 out of 100, and he was yeah, soon carted yeah, he was soon carted away after this. He said, intelligent he was and speed at the same time. Yeah. He said, intelligent, observant entertainment designed for an adult audience. Oh. Yeah. I think he basically saw that it was based on Chekhov, so he wanted to make sure he wasn't giving a low mark. Yeah. Well, if I, if I, if I say it's intelligent and it's Chekhov stuff, well, then people think I'm intelligent too. Exactly. Exactly. 
All right, let's uh, forget about the sisters forever, oh, I hope. Yes, please. And, um, of course, I will... Uh, let's roll now for the next movie and see what it brings up. The four sisters. Uh, nine, nine, two, four, seven. Ooh. We might get a okay one with this. Okay, nine, two, four, seven is a movie called Concussion from 2013. It's got a 56 meta score and a six user score. The blurb is after a blow to the head. Sorry, I don't know why that's. <laughs> after already a, blow... a good movie. <laughs> Yeah, after a blow to the head, Abby decides she can't do it anymore. Her life just can't be only about the house, the kids, and the wife. She needs more. She needs to be Eleanor. Okay, is it like me, myself, and Irene? I don't know. It's directed and written by Stacey, Stacey Passon and starring nobody I know. So, again, this is going to be another uh, tricky one, I'm guessing, to get yeah. through. Um, it's 96 minutes, so it's a bit less than 113 minutes of The Sisters, which is good. Yep. Yep. Uh, All right. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't give me the warm and fuzzies either, to be honest. No, it's just going to be one of those average movies that we will struggle through. And But anyway, it's entertaining to um, crap all over them. <laughs> it's the best part of this. Yeah. All right, that was episode 16 of 15K Plus Random Movie Reviews. Please leave a rating and a liking on any, whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on. It will get us out and about, and hopefully more people will listen. So we'll see you on episode 17. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.